The perfect drink. The perfect drink. The perfect drink. The perfect drink. The perfect drink is a podcast that combines amazing cocktails with the kind of infinite wisdom that can only come from a lifetime of poor decisions. So take a journey with everybody's favorite bartender. We can make some drinks, have some laughs, and who knows, you might even learn a thing or two. See you soon. Well, everybody, it is old HRK here. I'm coming at you back from the uh, <laughs> home studio. Fucking uh, uh, no headphones today as I left those in the city. So it's kind of weird for me. I got to like watch the bar to see when the songs fade in and out and all that shit. But I think we're going to be okay. Um, coming off my, did like a, did like a 10 day stint, did a 10 day run in the city. <laughs> sounds like a, sounds like a, sounds like a prison sentence, doesn't it? Like I'm just coming off a two year, two year stint in uh, Folsom fucking 10 days in the city. Uh, learned that I am not a city mouse. <laughs> I am a country mouse for sure. Fucking, uh, look dude, Chicago's a great place to go and visit. But man, oh man, I was there for 10 days. I got $200 in parking tickets. I feel like I was parking legally at least half of the time. The other half, I knew I was parking illegally, but there was literally nowhere to fucking park. I don't know what I was supposed to do. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Beyond that, uh, the people there are just a different kind of person. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't want to sit here and uh, trash the great city of Chicago. But it's just not for me, at least not in full-time dosage. Uh, I like small doses of the city. So I, I take my city like I take my uh, my uh, Adderall in small doses. With that, uh, we got today's show. Bring you up to speed on on all my projects. I, got, I, did my, I hosted my first open mic last week on Monday called The Drinker's Mic, brought to you by Dillinger fucking Vodka. And uh, the Perfect Drink Podcast, and obviously my buddies Chicago. And, uh, man, it was awesome. I was fucking, uh, sign-ups were at 7, shows started at 8, and I got there like at 5, and for the first like hour, I just like convinced myself that literally not one person was going to fucking show up. And then people started to kind of trickle in, and by the end, we had 20 comics, so it was a huge success. Excuse me, for me. Um, But I can tell you, like, it's not like performing, it's not... Like performing, you know, I, I do like in my life I've done, you know, whatever, like a show every six weeks or so. You know what I mean? And it's just like I fuck off for six weeks and do whatever I want. And then someone says, hey, you want to come do some comedy? And I'm like, sure. And I fucking put together eight minutes and I go do it and it's fun. This is and, and I do my eight minutes and I, I like I drink before my eight minutes. I get off stage. I drink after my eight minutes and then I just like party. This is like you, first of all, setting up the show is a lot, a lot of work. You know what I mean? Like hours and hours go into putting it together. And then you got to be on like the whole time. You got to watch the clock. You got to get a picture of each person. You got to fucking introduce each person. You got to pronounce their names right. You got to go on and off and on and off the stage. So it reminds like to me, it's like the difference between like playing in a game and coaching in a game. You know, coaching like a football because I coached football for a little bit after college and fucking uh, man, it's like coaching is stressful. And the minute that the game's over, you're just start stressing automatically. You just feel relief. You don't feel good. And then you start stressing about the next week. We're like with stand up. It's anxious. It's there's definitely nerves before. But once you're done, you're and if you do good, you like celebrate. It feels awesome. You know what I mean? This didn't feel good at all. It just felt stressful and tiresome. And, uh, you know, it ends and you got to fucking do it all again the next week so i don't know i mean i'm obviously going to keep doing it because it's 
it's a good thing for me in my career, but man, I fucking, I don't love it. Um, whatever. It is what it is. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's get into fucking, uh, ripping shots. I hope this is the ripping shots button. I'm a little out of touch here. Okay. That's ripping shots. Ripping shots. Ripping shots. All of my friends are ripping shots. So for ripping shots today, I'm sorry this the audio. I just you know I'm I'm doing the best I can. Fucking you know I don't for ripping shots today. I've got some fucking uh, some smearing off green apple. I've got some fucking lemonade flavored meal. And fucking uh, I got some white claws and some grenadine. All my shit is in the city, like all my booze. So I'm kind of just making do. Listen, if living out of your truck has. Uh, brought any value to my life it's that i am very resourceful these days we're just gonna do a fucking basic bitch bomb which is a little grenadine in the bottom of the glass fill the glass about two-thirds with fucking uh white claw we're using black cherry then you're gonna mix up a lemon drop which as i said before i don't have the stuff for a lemon drop but i got some apple flavored smirnoff and some lemonade mio and that's good enough for me and we're gonna fucking uh pour this little this little fake lemon drop here we're going to drop that in that like a bomb. We're going to bottoms up. Here we go. And I'm not doing one before and one after for several reasons, but mainly because that will fuck me up. All right. The question today for Ripping Shots was, what's one profession you could never date? I'm still on my fucking Facebook ban. I think I got like four days left, so I had to use Instagram, and then I sent some messages to some people that I knew would reply. And basically, the general consensus, the main answers were cop, and um, everyone who said cop referenced either <laughs> infidelity or abuse, so <laughs> cops continue to get a bad name on these streets. So, sorry to the boys in blue. <laughs> I don't know. Treat your wives better, fellas. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Uh, number two is, uh, well, not number two, but like the, these were all kind of a tie for the lead. Lawyer. Everyone who said lawyer said it because they would never win an argument. Um, I feel like as a man, you're never winning a fucking argument anyways, man. You know what I mean? Like I never win a fucking argument. If I, I gotta like, I gotta use like fucking, I gotta bring in like encyclopedias and fucking the, uh, 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 a sundial and fucking, you know, goodwill hunting math equations to prove my girlfriend wrong every now and then. And when I do, she like says, sorry, like one time. And then I got to just be happy with that. So my point is I would date a lawyer because then at least I, I would lose an argument intelligently probably instead of just fucking going around in circles until I got tired of fucking trying to explain something and being like, ah, fuck it. So I don't know. I could do a lawyer. Psychiatrist. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Every fucking girl alive thinks she's a psychiatrist. Anyways, I get, I've been diagnosed with narcissism by fucking hairdressers, nurses, fucking gas station attendants, fucking uh, second year fucking college students fucking uh you know what i mean like everybody's every every girl i've ever met is a psychiatrist so i don't i, I don't know that would would feel just like at home to me uh every comedian i know said comedian 
Um, that makes sense to me because if two comedians date each other, who the fuck's paying for dinner? <laughs> you know, it's not the most lucrative. So I, I can understand that. But one woman who's not a comedian said comedian and her reasoning was, I wouldn't want to end up in his act. Um, and I can tell you from my experience, you would end up in his act. Half my fucking act is about Ashley. So, um, yeah, that makes sense to me. I get it. I get it. Um, and then oddly enough, mortician got dropped like three times. I would never even I would have never even thought about that. Um, but I guess, yeah, someone who's just like around dead people all day. That's kind of eerie. And then we had like some honorable mentions, you know, um, uh, somebody said gynecologist, <laughs> like a woman because she wouldn't like if a man's just looking at vaginas all day, it would bother her. I don't fucking know. Um, I feel like proctologist would bother me more than that, but whatever. Um, then uh, somebody said hairdresser. Um, I don't know. My girlfriend's a hairdresser. She's not so bad. And then uh, somebody said forklift operator. A guy said forklift operator. He doesn't have room in his life for a female forklift operator, I guess. I didn't get into why, but, uh, you know, whatever, to each their own. Um, and then my answer, my answer I'm going to save uh, for for the post for the for the post show for the for the second half of the show well my, my answer is executive ex, ex, bleh, executive assistant that's my that's my profession i wouldn't date um and i'll get into why here in a little bit but um let's uh let's 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 talk poor decisions right poor decisions uh poor, my poor decision of the week was uh last week when i was in chicago for the week i played in a fucking softball game now i make a point to not participate in these kinds of things this this fucking men's league softball basketball i'll fucking bowl i'll golf anything that i can do like like that doesn't require much movement like i have anything that i can't like it would be you'd have to be a real fuck to roll your ankle doing then i will do it but i mean softball you can fuck yourself up and I jammed the fuck out of my finger. The next week, the next game, I didn't play. And the next game, like, four dudes got hurt. Now, these are guys with jobs. You know what I mean? One's a cook. He broke his wrist. You can't fucking stir shit with a bro. You know, like, that fucks up your life. I just don't understand these guys out here that are playing these fucking, uh, these intramural sports. Like, in your 20s, I suppose. You know, like, I played, like, flag football and that kind of shit. But when you get to be 40 years old, you got a lot of fucking nerve going out there trying to fucking play sports in general so with that it was a it was a bloody uh battered weekend so i'm making a bloody fucking mary it's my favorite drink um and i'm gonna mix you one up today i gotta use uh, like i said all my booze is in the city but i got this little airplane bottle of absolute vodka Ugh, gross but i'm gonna use it i'm gonna do it for you guys so you're gonna add whatever about two ounces of vodka a couple dabs of cholula you're going to add some uh, fucking lid. You're going to add some Worcestershire. A little in there, a couple dabs of that. And then you're going to uh, do a little uh, dobble. It's, everything's either a dab or a dobble when it comes to making a Bloody Mary. You're going to add a little dobble of uh, pickle juice. And then you're going to add a couple uh, dobbles of A1 sauce. Keep it thick and meaty, just like me. I grabbed the empty bottle of fucking A1. God damn it. Okay, I got a little left in there. We got two bottles up there. I grabbed the empty one. A1's tricky. You can never tell how much is in there because the fucking bottle weighs so much anyways. And then you're just going to top it off with some Zing Zang. You can use Clamato or whatever, but if you want to make the best Bloody Mary you can, you're going to use some Zing Zang. Also, you're going to add a few dashes of uh, celery salt, which I also forgot upstairs. I guess I could pause this and run up and do it, but... Uh, you know, fuck that. The show must go on. So I got these dope-ass glasses that are also shakers. So I'm just going to shake it right in my glass. 
And then I'm just going to take the lid off. And I've got my fucking delicious Bloody Mary. Let's have a sip. Oh, yeah. So good every time. I make the best Bloody Marys in the fucking world. And it's not a complicated recipe. I think where people go wrong with drinks is they try to get too cute with them. You know, just put in the simple stuff and it's, and it's good every time. Um, so where were we? Oh, yeah. My, uh, my, uh, my, my profession that I could not date. And it is executive assistant. Now, here's why. All right, listen, I had to do some fancy editing there. Uh, <laughs> I got like I got like halfway through the show and the wheels just fell off and went to shit. Now, normally at that time, because it happens a lot, I would just stop, shut down, and start over from the beginning because I like it to be organic. You know what I mean? I like, uh, I like my podcasts like I like my, uh, my tampons, organic. <laughs> I say, I say that joke because I was with my daughter shopping for feminine products about a year ago, and it was forever etched in my memory. We saw, we saw some organic ones, and she's like, can we get these? And then she saw the price, and she's like, oh, never mind. I'm like, hey, listen, we can, we can get those. I will spare no expense when it comes to your womanhood. <laughs> Anyways, that uh, I should literally just stop this and start it over again, use some more of my fucking editing, but I'm going to just power through. Um, First of all, I want to fucking, I'm like re-motivated. First of all, I want to apologize for fucking uh, not doing the second shot on ripping shots. So I'm a little low on the White Claw, but I've got enough to make it work. So I'm going to rip this second shot. And uh, man, I, yeah, listen, I'm just going to have a heart to heart. Old HRK's had a rough time lately. You know, I've been going through some things. I feel like when you're going through... Like, when you're, I feel like when life is just dealing you lemons, like hard, you know what I mean? That you start to like doubt yourself, right? And I've been like, that's been, you know, that's been my, that's what I've been, that's what I've been fucking dealing with. A lot of self-doubt. Um, and uh, so I get halfway through this podcast, the fucking wheels fall off. I just hit the fucking stop button and say, ah, fuck, I'll try again tomorrow. And then I put on some upbeat music and, uh, you know, have a couple more drinks of beer and a buddy of mine that I was friends with like 11, 12, 13 years ago. Just, I noticed he just followed me on TikTok like while I was sitting here fucking off. And then he added me on Facebook and then he messaged me and he's like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Are you, did, did we used to work together at so-and-so? And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, man, I remember. And then I, and I had just touched base with another guy from back in those days recently. So I was like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Just reached out, Joe just reached out to me. And I said, are you still working there? And he said, no, I, uh, I got in a car accident one night on the way home from work and, um, car accident on the way home from work and, uh, you know, like couldn't walk for a while and had to relearn to walk. And I'm now I'm walking again and yada, yada. And, uh, <laughs> that's literally, I just text the guy back and I was like, man, you're an animal, like Sometimes I am legit a total pussy because I'm stuck in traffic or like, you know, I'm arguing with my girlfriend <laughs> or something fucking dumb. So literally, I swear to God, like right now, this all happened. And then I was just like, man, fuck this. <laughs> this guy can learn to walk again. Certainly I can drink a second shot <laughs> and finish the podcast. <laughs> that sounds terrible. But. Before I get into the second half of the podcast, I want to tell you a story about a dream I had that also um, 
I, I don't know, whatever. Here we go. So the other, like I said, I've been having a rough go lately. I mean, like for the last like two months, probably I've just been fucking down in the dumps. And then like two or three nights ago, I had a dream where I was like sitting in the living room with Ashley and the clouds like started to move down out of the sky and then out of the clouds came this fucking meteor and it like slammed into the earth. And I'm looking out the window watching it happen and it's like just beyond the horizon. So it's pretty clear that like this is the end, right? And uh, I'm like looking around, I'm, I'm thinking about my, you know, my kids and stuff, but the only person like near me is Ashley and I feel like I probably got like fucking, you know, 15 seconds left to live. So I just, in the dream, this is just a dream, you know, whatever, take it for what it's worth. But in the dream, I like grabbed onto her and I was just like, I love you. And I just like held on tight and shut my eyes. <laughs> and like, so, you know, and then some time passed and like nothing happened. <laughs> and then I looked up at her and I was like, this is generally where you would say you love me too. <laughs> but she was like looking out the window. She's like, I don't know. Nothing's really going on. And I looked out the window. And, like, stuff was kind of coming at us. Like, in the movies, it's like a giant mushroom cloud just rushes towards you. Well, that was, like, sort of happening. But then, like, I went outside, and, like, there was, like, some lava, but it wasn't, like, a lot. And then there was, like, water because it just rained. So, like, the water was, like, melting the lava. And it was not that bad. And here's my fucking point of this ridiculous story I'm telling you. I feel like that dream was a message to me. And I'm, like, not shitting you. I was fucking having a rough time. A message that like, you know, sometimes it feels like the walls are crumbling down around you, um, but maybe that's not the case. And then like literally in like the last two days, I've had some real good things happen and, and everything, uh, you know, everything's kind of bouncing back. Uh, <laughs> and then with that, my buddy just met, my old friend just messages me and is like, yeah, you know, I had to relearn to walk and I'm over here being a pussy about four parking tickets in fucking 10 days. So, uh, you know, <laughs> let's finish this fucking, let's finish this podcast, bro. <laughs> so here we go. Where was I? I feel like I left off somewhere around the idea of, I would not want to, um, I would not want to date someone who was an executive assistant. Now here's why a girl, a, a, a recent ex of mine, it was an executive assistant before we started dating. And then right when we started dating, she had like left that job, but she had like talked about the dude. First of all, the, the simple answer is I'm an insecure fuck, but, um, like she talked about that dude sometimes that the, he, this guy owned a bank, owned a bank. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm not shitting you. The most expensive thing I own is this fucking road, roadcaster fucking podcast fucking set. about a thousand bucks. It's the most expensive thing I own. Whatever. I am what I am, you know, but this dude owned a fucking bank when he was like probably 50, maybe. I don't know. He wasn't. He wasn't an old guy, uh, but he and he and he looked great for fifty. Handsome dude, charismatic and whatever. And here's my point: If your girl is a fucking executive assistant, that means that she spends more time with this, probably more time with this guy, or at least as much as she does with you. And this dude is an executive. Now, executives come in all shapes and sizes to some extent, but I'll bet you for the most part, if you're an executive, you're over six feet tall. You're probably pretty charismatic guy. You're probably charming. You're probably very smart. You obviously have a ton of fucking money. You're probably a man. 
is fucking sexist as that is, you know, and the tides are turning a little, but it's going to take some time. For the most part, executives are men. It's a statistic fact. Um, so, you know, if your girl's an executive assistant, she's just spending all her time with this dude who's, you know, kind of a dashing fellow. Uh, and that would just fucking, that would just, I couldn't, I don't know if I could handle it. So that's why my, uh, mine is executive assistant. Um, and then that leads into a story about me and Ashley this morning in a conversation we had now. So I'll just get into that this morning, me and Ashley were, let me just, yeah, this morning, me and Ashley were shooting the breeze and, uh, she starts telling me about, uh, her, a guy that comes into the salon, the guy comes into the salon and gets his haircut and he's going through a divorce, right? And the divorce is based around this scenario where, oh boy, this scenario where he had essentially a pen pal, you know, he had a female that lived in another state that he met through social media. They'd never met, met, but like they were social media friends and, uh, they had like developed this connection. The wife finds out about all these emails or texts or whatever. I'm guessing she read them, whatever. And then like wants a divorce. Uh, and then Ashley's point was like, that's cheating. And I'm not saying it's not cheating, but what I am saying is that's not that different than a like work wife, work husband dynamic. Uh, and here, here's, so, so, so here was, so here was my comparison. I was like, well, okay, that's cheating. Sure. Like, okay. If that's, you know, if that's what you want to say, that's fine. If it's, but, but is it different than him coming into the salon every two weeks and sitting down with your coworker who cuts his hair and pouring his heart and soul out to you girls about what's the latest and greatest in his relationship? You know what I mean? Like that could be the same fucking, it could, a bartender and a fucking patron. You know what I mean? If I, I have people that come in every day and tell me about their lives, usually they're men because, uh, you know, girls don't usually go to the bar by themselves and pour their heart out. But my point is, I'll bet there's female bartenders out there in the world who have dudes come in every single day and talk to that woman about their, I'll bet there's female bartenders out there that know all about some random dude and all the shit that he's got going on in his life. Is that cheating? I don't know if it is, that's fine. But then if that's cheating, let's say now Ashley works with all women. You know what I mean? So maybe like she doesn't have a work husband. She has like a work wife. <laughs> and if she wants to cheat on me figuratively by an emotional connection with her work wife, I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> but you know, my point is like, I think that most people just find someone they can talk to about all their shit now this guy and this girl who lives in another state and his whole spiel was oh, she lives in another state it's no big deal you know what i mean whatever like you're wrong it is a big deal especially that it's a stranger you're just talking to some stranger about your wife like and then obviously you know you talk to someone long enough there's going to be flirting and that kind of shit but i think the same thing is true with your work wife slash work husband you know what i mean i've been in those scenarios i've I've worked with girls who like you work with them for like 
you, like I've been, I've worked in offices before and you know, there's like a girl that like kind of becomes your buddy. You work in the same department. You both have the same kind of sense of humor. You start eating lunch together and there's nothing like let's slam, but it's still like that person is like a rock for you. you. Like, I'll tell you what, when you go to work and your work wife or work husband is not there, the day is not as good, right? I remember those days when I worked in corporate America. And when I would go to work and my best work friend wasn't there, it was a fucking bummer, man. It was just like, it wasn't as good of a day. Um, you know, and there was no, I'm not, there was no kind of hookup or sexual tension or anything like that, but it still felt good to talk to that person every day and to see them and whatever. So, um, you know, I don't know. I think that finding a person online that lives in Albuquerque, New Mexico might be safer. Like you might be better off as a woman. If your man has a fucking, if you're, if you're a lady, if you're a person and your significant other has another person that lives in Albuquerque, you might be better off with that pen pal relationship than you are with them going to work and, you know, pouring their heart out to the executive assistant. I don't know. I could be wrong. You know, I've never been an executive. I've never been an executive assistant. I'm, you know, I'm what happens when a disabled person, you know, fucks up. <laughs> I was rude to my parents. They're neither disabled nor a whatever I didn't finish that sentence with. But my point is like, you know, you might be better off. I wouldn't know because I'm dumb as a sack of hammers. But I'm telling you that. Everyone has someone else that they, I shouldn't say everyone, a lot of people have someone else that they dump their emotional baggage on and look to for, if not advice, then at least just like a listening ear. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and let me make this clear. I'm not suggesting that the guy didn't do anything wrong. I'm not suggesting that, um, that, uh, that, that the wife should let that continue you know what i mean i wouldn't i would go fucking there dude if i came home and just found some messages with ashley and some guy in fucking san diego who's just like oh yeah i totally understand your point of view it's sorry you're going through that i'd be like who's this fucking boner i you know i mean that you know but i am saying that when uh, I, I don't know what the fuck i'm saying i think what i'm saying is I think what I'm saying is if that person doesn't feel like you can be the one that they talk to about those things, then maybe it's uh, at least a little bit of a you problem. I don't fucking know. With that, let's make this last call for alcohol. Last call for alcohol. All right. Let's sum things up. Number one. If you feel like you're having a bad run of luck, just remember there's people out there that have to relearn to walk. Number two, if you're not doing shit on Monday nights, come check out my uh, open mic at My Buddies on the corner of Clark and Montrose at My Buddies Bar. Uh, great fucking time. And, um, you know, I don't fucking know. I guess that's that. Number three, if, you, <laughs> if your significant other feels the need to talk to someone about their relationship and it's not a person you feel comfortable with, then maybe uh, ask yourself why they're not comfortable talking to you. And if <laughs> here I am defending the fucking, and if you're the person that's talking to someone that's not your significant other, 
I mean, ask why you aren't just having that conversation with the significant other. Because the answer might be that you're a scumbag. <laughs> Y'all, you guys have a good day. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. This is Old HRK signing off, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Perfect Drink. Remember, you can always hear me first on Be Positive Radio every Monday at 1 p.m. If you miss me there, all episodes are available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might listen to your podcasts. Be sure to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. If you're interested in being a guest on the show or you just want to tell me how much you like me, feel free to send me an email at hrkpresents at gmail.com or just slide into my DMs like your mom does. See you next time.